Welcome in to Religionless Christianity. wife Nikki. Hello. And we are so happy that you guys are here joining us. This is episode two. Um, happy to be here. We're excited. Got some good topics, I think, um, to talk about today. And if you are new to the show, we'd love for you to go and check out our episode zeros. I know that there's a lot of them, uh, but we wanted you guys to get to know us and why we're here. So please consider going to check those out. We'll have those linked up here and in the description. You can go check those videos or the podcast out if you're on the podcast, just so you get to know us a little bit more. Um, but before we dive in, you got anything you want to say? I just want to say thank you guys for watching our video. And um, we just want you guys to hop on to social media and hopefully we can discuss all these things together and just get our community of like-minded believers uh, building. So. Yeah, and like and subscribe to this video. We would appreciate it. All right, so I think we got a pretty good topic here today. So I listened to podcasts, and I stumbled across this podcast for the first time. It was called, uh, the podcast is called The Libertarian Christian. And if you're not a libertarian, uh, don't let the name scare you off. They did not really discuss politics at all in this episode. Uh, and we'll link the episode down in the description. Go check it out. It was pretty good conversation. Um, and I don't remember the host's name, but the guest that they had on, his name was Kurt Williams. And he had written this book called Echoing Hope. And kind of the, the point of the book was to look at Jesus's humanity. You know, we focus a lot on Jesus's divinity. Uh, this book wanted to take a look at the human side of Jesus, and uh, it was a good conversation all around. They seemed like pretty intelligent fellows, and it was a good discussion, but I wanted to focus on two points that he brought up in the book, or he brought up from the book, and the first one, you know, the host asked him to identify a couple of like the main ways that Jesus displayed his humanity when he was on earth. And he kind of made a joke, the host did about, you know, it's hard for us to all wrap our minds around, you know, walking on water and stuff like that. And the guest was like, well, actually the first thing that I discuss is Jesus walking on water might be the ultimate display of his humanity. And that was such a weird thing for me. To, I've never heard somebody mention that before. Have you ever heard that? No, <laughs> never heard that. Yeah. Like we always assume like Jesus walked on water because he was God. But the point that the author was making, and he elaborates probably more intelligently than I'm going to elaborate here, but basically that, you know, in ancient times, the sea was sort of depicted as like evil or darkness. And a lot of ancient Jews, you know, they thought of the sea as like a dangerous place. Your ship could get capsized in the storms and the monsters. And it was just kind of depicted as a place of evil. Mm. So for Jesus to get out and walk on the water, 
um, or even later when he would speak to the storm and cause it to, to calm, you know, that was basically Jesus in a human sense, asserting his dominion over this earth, which is what we were designed to do, right? And God's initial plan in the Garden of Eden, man was given dominion over the earth. Um, so the point that the author made was that maybe Jesus walking on water showed his ultimate humanity because as a human man, you know, he was God's image bearer in the earth. And anywhere that there is like trouble or things going wrong in the earth, God's image bearer should be able to go there and solve it. You know, so Jesus walking on water, it's evil. He solves it. He calms the storm and he solves it. So I just, such a bizarre take. And what came to me um, was that we're supposed to do the things that Jesus did. And I haven't heard of anybody walking on water and that. I mean, that doesn't matter if I do walk on water. I don't know. But that like all the miracles and like the things that we're supposed to be doing are greater than walking on water anyway. So it's like we put that above healing somebody's body or even raising somebody from the dead, casting out a demon. It's like just walking on water seems small in comparison. You know, it's so, like you said, it's like something that God could do. But Peter walked on the water when he kept his eyes on Jesus. So it wasn't just something that only God does like we can do everything that jesus did on the earth yeah and i mean and the author did make the point that like he doesn't necessarily think that like us as believers can go out and walk on water no that's not and i don't know that i i don't necessarily believe that we couldn't if god wanted us to then we could um but he made the point in there that like maybe outside of jesus and maybe being in close proximity to him you may not be able to, you know, perform that exact miracle, but that exact miracle wasn't really the point. It was just the idea of, yeah, like the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us that we're going to do greater things than he ever did. Now, is that like greater in miracle? Like, are we going to, yeah, like, you know, walk in the, fly through the air or something? Like, is that greater or is it just yeah. greater in number? Um, which, you know, mm. obviously we've certainly done, right? We've had more people have been healed since Jesus left. And, um, you know, so in our humanity, we are called to go and be those image bearers and right the wrongs in the world, you know, that we see. And, you know, I don't think a lot of Christians see themselves that way. And I think a lot of that has to do with like just assuming, well, Jesus is God. So yeah, he can lay his hands on the sick and they're healed. But I mean, the apostles, they walked past people and their shadows fell on them and they got healed. Yeah. Like crazy things. And, you know, I, for one, still believe, I mean, I know Christians get bogged down in like the miracles and the gifts and do they or don't they exist anymore? I mean, the Holy Spirit's with us. He hasn't forsaken us and there's work to be done and... I would, I could never say. I mean, I personally have been healed. Yeah, I mean, I believe. So I in have them. testimony, but it's all you just taking my word for it. But 
he's <laughs> he's working still the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still the guy that created the universe. I don't think that he necessarily stopped healing, you know. But again, that wasn't the point. So just a really interesting topic. I'd love to hear what you guys have to to say about this idea of Jesus's humanity being on yeah. full display um, through this one act of walking on the water because it was just such a bizarre point. So just fascinating. But the second one, and you sort of mentioned it, was Peter walking oh. on the water as well. And this was a not really an idea that the the guest went into on this podcast, but you know, this show is called Religionless Christianity for a reason that we've laid out in earlier episodes. But you know, as I was listening to this show, it just sort of struck me this idea of Peter following Jesus, right? Like the apostles grew up at a time not like today, like they grew up in a religious society, a Jewish society where like being religious was the like what you wanted to be in mm-hmm. that society. It was thought of very highly. And yeah, everybody served some sort of God. Yeah, they served some sort of God. And then yeah. obviously in Israel, like they were Jews, they served, you know, the God of their ancestors and all that. And then here comes Peter and these other apostles and they follow this complete radical like Mm -hmm. that everybody around them that they knew were religious men calling a blasphemer and wanting to put him to death and he just completely took their religion and just flipped it upside down Mm -hmm. and it just blew me away like in that moment thinking you know that's religionless Christianity for their time that was religionless Christianity Everything they knew about Jewish religion, almost, Jesus walked in and was like, you got it all wrong. And like, just think about that for us today. Like, if we hear a pastor or a preacher that tells us something that goes against our, like, own Mm -hmm. personal orthodox, we're like, finding a new church. This guy is crazy, you know, like, speaking in tongues. What is he doing? (laughs) Like, and then here's Jesus just, like, taking these Jewish leaders dragging them like across the carpet telling them everything they do is wrong and they're supposed to be the experts of the day and like yeah like i'm just struck with the idea that like we wouldn't follow jesus if he was here you know one of my favorite christian songs is todd agnew's my jesus and he sings in there like my jesus would never be accepted in my church you know the blood and the dirt on his feet might stain the carpets um and i'm just like that song hits me because I feel like that's so true. Like, oh, you want to go preach to the the prostitutes and, you know, you want to go have dinner with the gangbangers? Like, this, that's not a religious man. And, like, it's the same thing Jesus dealt with in his day. Oh, you with a tax collector, mm-hmm. huh? Like, it just, yeah. if I, it's fascinating. I know. I just was thinking about how the Pharisees, everybody had the you know the torah and all the prophecies of jesus and he wasn't who they thought he was gonna be and they rejected him and then i'm just like why did the disciples just is it that they just liked jesus that they started following him because they really didn't believe they started following him and it's like they needed proof they're like he really is the messiah after he walked on water like how many miracles how many miracles did he do and they're like 
Yeah. Oh, Jesus is in the boat. They're like, Jesus, so like, we're going to die. And like, why were they following yeah. him to begin with if they didn't really believe he was the Messiah? Were they just checking him out or, but. Yeah. And they didn't believe it really even after his death. Yeah. I mean, they were locked in upper room, scared, trying to figure out what they're going to do. Their Messiah is dead. And mm. they still didn't believe it wasn't until, and this might be a topic for another day too, but to me, that's one of my greatest, I guess, uh, one of the biggest reasons why I believe in the Bible and believe in Jesus that like, here's these group of guys, you know, there's people right now today that'll go and blow themselves up for Allah and all that stuff. Yeah. But like, that wasn't these disciples. They were cowards, most of them. And yeah. Jesus died and they were ducking and running. You know, they were anywhere to be, you know, anywhere other than where Jesus was when he was getting crucified. And yeah. something happened between his death to where years later, they were actually willing to go and get boiled mm -hmm. in oil, crucified upside down. So like what happened? Mm -hmm. And to me, they saw him again. He rose from the dead, just like the Bible said right. he did. They saw him, and it completely changed their mindset from being cowards to courageous. And to me, that's one of the greatest yeah. testimonies to the Bible, you know, Jesus' accuracy in my eyes. But yeah, yeah, it's a good topic. It's so easy to get off. Any topic yeah. about God, we I so easily get off and we start talking about something different. But I was just wanting to get on that point about how we so easily will judge a pastor and just write him off because he fails once. And we are supposed to hold pastors to a higher standard, but we forget they are still human and in need of forgiveness and, and, and be encouraged after they fall. And that's exactly what Jesus told Peter. Like, after you deny me, go back and strengthen your brethren or encourage your brethren I mean, they could have just been like I don't know if they knew that he denied Jesus three times but if they had known would they have been would they have just cast him away like we do to pastors when they fall yeah like if if Peter was around today he would not be allowed in Christian circles <laughs> like we would run Peter off and here he is the rock of our yeah faith <laughs> and yeah he like you know i remember reading articles i like christian rap music um that's what i listen to most times and uh you know lecrae gets you know torn apart because his faith isn't as solid sounding as what we think it should be or like lauren daigle mm -hmm. you know goes on tv and yeah. gives a pretty you know wishy-washy answer on jesus and whatever like, why did we hold her to such a high standard when She's a musician, but we held her to this standard like she should be a theologian or something. Yeah. Like, like I judged her a lot. I admit that I was like mad because I was like, if I would have been up there, I would have said this and that. But yeah, she probably needed a lot of encouragement. I'm sure. Yeah. Like she had her theology wrong and we can't even listen to her music anymore. Peter literally denied Jesus three times and we're like. Oh man, Peter, what a, you know, rock solid Christian. Like, <laughs> it's just funny the yeah. way that we kind of twist ourselves around um, to make that stuff fit. So I think, like, as a religionless sort of Christianity mindset, like, 
we definitely need to be way more forgiving. Don't give the, you know, obviously you can't let them off the hook, right? Like right. these people like Lauren Daigle are, they get off, off the course. We need to be there to bring them back, but yeah. we can't just throw them under the bus, right? Like, yeah. especially someone that has a platform, like Lauren Daigle has a huge platform. She has the ability to reach millions of people. We, I mean, we can obviously afford to lose them. We have God, but we shouldn't want to lose them. We should be trying to insulate these people, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like throwing them under the bus that their theology was wrong. We should be praying for them. We should be reaching out to them on social media or however you can get a hold yeah. of them and trying to correct them. I mean, the apostle Paul went and corrected mm-hmm. Peter and the other apostles when they were wrong. He didn't just <laughs> say, you know what? Peter's a hypocrite. We can't listen to him anymore. Yeah, I didn't publicly bash and, that's something I learned this year is through reading the Bible. Whenever we're um, in an argument or disagreement with another another Christian, we we go and you know we have to discuss it with someone else first and get their opinion before we make amends with them. And we're not supposed to do that. Actually, we're supposed to keep it private and talk to them one-on-one because even if the thing is true that they did, when you go and tell somebody else that they did that, it's still, um, what is the word? Slander. And he didn't, Peter wasn't slandered. No. We don't. I mean, you're gossiping, you're slandering. Yeah. And really, you're not going to someone to tell them about what happened to you. So you can yeah. go, please tell me where I was wrong and how I can fix right. it. You're going to go, can you believe that they said this to me when all I did and I was right and they were wrong? Like, but that's what we did, you know, to Lauren Daigle. And like, I just was convicted because I'm like, wow, I was joining in the slander. Yeah. And like, we, yeah, we just can't, we can't write these people off. Like if they're Christian at all, you know, like even the littlest bit, Yeah, you know, and someone like Lauren Daigle too, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, don't mean to throw her under the bus or make her the feature of this, you know, but there's been a lot of young and new believers that have found a lot of inspiration and a lot of like hope in her music, even if it might not be the Psalms written by David, you know, but nobody's singing the Psalms, right? Like if if David's Psalm came on the radio, you'd turn it off. So we need people like her. We just, rather than writing them off, we need to, insulate them and correct them where they're wrong in a loving way and you know bring them back in the fold just like the apostles did to peter you know so yeah just it was a really good podcast i definitely encourage you guys to listen to it if i can find his book i'll have links to his book down in the description um go check it out sounds like a really good read you know we don't focus on jesus humanity often enough but he was a hundred percent man um, yeah, you know, I, think, he, I feel like we didn't like talk about that, but I got yeah, a little Jesus off. Jesus was but, man. Yeah. End of topic. <laughs> no, but we want to wrap this thing up. We don't want it to run too long. So do you have any last thoughts or anything you want to say? Just again, I just and encourage you guys to just get on social media and we really do want to hear from you and just get any testimonies on here. And that's about it. Yeah, we'd love to continue these discussions. So please jump on Discord, whatever, and 
you know, help us out. We know that we're not 100% right all the time either. Mm -hmm. We need you guys to correct us just the same. So hope to see you guys there. Like this video, subscribe to the channel. We would appreciate it. But until next time, God bless. We love you.